How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I apologize for uh, not posting an episode last week. I was taking a little bit of a vacation. Uh, flew out to Las Vegas for a couple of days. Um, a lot of fun out there. Won a little bit of money, so can't complain. But just it's just really weird. It was kind of sad being there, knowing that you know there's fights this there was fights this weekend. And there not being any fight week, you know, shenanigans out there. I know normally they wouldn't they wouldn't have a fight night um, in Las Vegas, but just, just the fact, just knowing that you see, you see T-Mobile Arena. I stayed at the MGM, so I was I was almost able to see it from my from my hotel room. Just knowing that there's probably not going to be fights there for a long time, and just I kind of got a little bit depressed. I mean. I was hoping to see another live fight this year, and obviously that's that's not in the cards. Unfortunately, I was hoping to see. Um, I was going to go to International Fight Week this year and uh, see. Hopefully, was hoping to see Masvidal versus Usman, and it didn't uh, pan out the way I wanted it to. Um, obviously, for reasons involving the coronavirus, you know, two months out of work and. Uh, no live sporting events uh, with spectators is is pretty upsetting, but it is what it is. And hopefully, ne- this time next year, I'll be telling you about uh, how I went to a UFC next time I'm in Vegas. So hopefully, that's what happens. But I apologize for not um, posting last week. I meant to. Um, just didn't have time. Was drinking a lot, <laughs> gambling a lot, and had a lot of fun out there. So uh, I apologize for that. Um, that being said, I'm sorry to start this uh, episode out on a more negative note than I like to, but um, we had a lot of fun fights this weekend, and um, this coming up weekend, we have one of the most exciting cards of the year, in my opinion. So uh, before we get to that card, let's dive on into the uh, UFC Fight Night, Watterson, Mrs. Michelle Watterson versus Angela Hill. Um, I'm not going to break down all the fights like I normally do, but um, we are going to start with Jalen Turner, 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 and Brock Weaver. Uh, Jalen Turner came out, looked absolutely fantastic in this fight. Uh, Brock Weaver is a is a tough motherfucker. This is his second fight in the UFC. Um, might be his third fight in the UFC. I know he came off the Contender Series and looked incredible there. Uh, super tough guy, durable guy, but Jalen Turner just kind of put it on him in this fight. Um, had his fight canceled two weeks ago. Uh, didn't pan out. I don't know if his opponent tested positive for COVID, but I don't know what happened there or if he just couldn't make the flight. I don't know what really went on there. They didn't say a whole, a whole lot about it. But um, he Jalen Turner showed up for this fight. That is for sure. Almost finished him in the first round. Came out in the second round and just took it, took it to Brock Weaver, and uh, finished him via TKO. Um, I'm really, really excited. If you guys don't know Jalen Turner, this was a catchweight fight. Um, they normally both fight at 155, but I think because it was on short notice, and I believe Jalen Turner had to cut weight uh, for his fight a couple weeks ago or last week, so he probably didn't want to cut too much weight again. Uh, he's a taller guy, skinnier guy, so it's, it's a lot tougher for him to cut cut the weight than a lot of them, some of the other guys at 55. Um, but if you don't know who Jalen Turner is, y'all need to pay attention to him now because this fight versus Brock Weaver was so fucking entertaining. And to see him finish a guy 
Um, as tough as Brock Weaver is very impressive in my opinion. And then I got a feel-good story for you here. Uh, Kevin Kroom uh, versus Roosevelt Roberts. Kevin Kroom took this fight, I believe, on two days' notice. Um, he was in the U- they 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 had signed they had signed him to the UFC a few weeks ago and then cut him because they didn't have an opponent for him. Um, signed him again and ended up finding an opponent in uh, Roosevelt Roberts. Who, um, if you don't know who Roosevelt Roberts is, he is one of the up and coming guys in the UFC. A lot uh, a lot of pe- a lot of the experts are uh, high on him. I noticed I didn't say a lot of the experts, including me, uh, because I am not an expert. <laughs> by any means i just have a lot of opinions and like to share them with you uh if i didn't share them with anybody else uh, my poor co-workers and my family would have to hear about uh shit they don't care about which they hear from me enough anyway but um kevin kroom is a crafty veteran man he i i, I didn't know him before before this fight uh, i did pick him to win this fight just because i like underdogs uh, but he's like 22 and 12. I mean, he's been fighting for probably 10 years now. His dream was to fucking fight in the UFC, and he finally got signed. Finished Roosevelt Roberts in 31 seconds. Does that doesn't that just make you feel good? Uh, came out, kept his distance, moved in. Uh, Roosevelt threw a right hand over the top, missed. Uh, Kroom came down with a right hand to the body and a left hand up to the head, sat him down, got him in a tight standing guillotine. I mean, that's as tight as it gets. Um, If you guys haven't seen it, go back and watch it. I think the UFC posted it on their Instagram and their Facebook. But that was one of the tightest standing guillotines I have seen in my entire life. But um, super happy for that guy. And, I mean, he's no joke. I mean, I know he took this fight on two weeks' notice and – he just got in the UFC. He's been fighting. I mean, what's that? For almost 40 fights now. But this guy's no joke. He is crafty, and he's going to be exciting to watch in the UFC. Couldn't be any happier for him. Uh, I just saw he posted on Instagram yesterday, where it might have been this morning. Uh, he said Wednesday he had $55 in his bank, $65 in his bank account. So, I, you just can't help but feel good for the guy. Moving on to the main card. Uh, Billy Cor Corintillo versus Kyle Nelson. Uh, Kyle Nelson is a he's a scary dude, man. He hits hard. Uh, he had finished his last fight by knockout early in the not early in the first round, but in the first round, I don't remember who he fought, but it was the I think that was the last card they had in Canada before uh, all this COVID stuff happened. Uh, it's Canadian guy, uh, but Billy Corintillo just put it on him, man. Uh, Nelson came out strong as shit in the first round. Um, looked like he was going to finish the fight. Um, and I was like, oh no, because I had picked Billy to win the fight. And Billy just hung in there and kept with him. And by the end of that first round, Kyle Nelson was almost finished. He was almost out on his feet there for a little bit. And, uh, second round started, came out 1-2, sat him down. That was it. Uh, Billy Corntillo won by a second round knockout. Um, an absolute savage. Both these guys are going to be... I think are going to be good in the UFC. Uh, so definitely watch out for both of these guys. Corntillo, I don't know what's going to be next for him, but hopefully it's something um, a little bit bigger. And then we got uh, Bobby Green versus Alan Patrick. Um, Bobby Green has just been on an absolute tear lately. I think this is his third win in a row now. 
uh, versus Patrick. If you didn't see this fight, I recommend watching it. It's a really, really good fight. Uh, both the guys come out very aggressive in that first round, and then uh, Bobby Green just starts putting it on him. Um, he was never Patrick was never out of the fight. I would say until close to the end of that third round, um, where he, when he was really close to being finished, um, was wobbling around a lot. Looked like he was out on his feet. Um, Bobby Green just stayed calm though and uh, kept kept pouring it on him. Looked great. Um, I fucking love this guy. Bobby Green is amazing. He's fun to watch. He's been in the UFC for a while. If you guys don't don't know who Bobby Green is, I suggest you familiar yourself with this man because he is going to be a problem. He's he's finally found his groove, and uh, he's he's going to be, I think, a contender here in the next in the next few his next few fights. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they give him someone bigger, man. Hopefully, a top fifteen guy. Um, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that I I could see him fighting next, but um. I really hope that he gets a top 15 guy. He deserves it. And a controversial fight in uh, next in Ed Herman and uh, Mike Rodriguez. If you guys don't know what happened, um, Mike Rodriguez was just putting it, putting it on Ed Herman for the first two rounds up until that third round where he ended up getting submitted. Um, but it shouldn't, even gone to, it shouldn't have even gone to that third round. Um, he hit him with a, a left knee to the body hard, and Herman went down. And unfortunately, the ref thought it was a shot to the nuts. And when you look at the replay, it clearly was not. Um, and that's not something that you can really pin on Ed Herman in this situation. He didn't go down and try to get the ref to stop the fight and be like, "Hey, he hit me. He he hit me low." Um, he just went down because it hurt. And then the ref stopped the fight immediately, and he he was probably pretty confused. Uh, he says he didn't know if it was a body shot or a groin shot. All he knows is that he was hurt. So he's not out there trying to make excuses, saying to like, "Oh, he hit me low" or whatever. He wasn't. He wasn't trying to plead his case that the ref needed to stop the fight and give him a break. But he did. And uh, if he didn't, Mike Rodriguez finishes that fight ten times out of ten. And unfortunately, that fight goes into the third round, and Ed Herman, a crafty veteran, just snatches up that uh, Americana and finishes the fight by submission in the third round. So. uh but Mike Rodriguez is going to be uh, is a very tough fighter. We're going to see more of that guy for sure. And Ed Herman is close to 40 years old. It could could be close to one of his last fights here pretty soon. You never know. But a, a f- interesting fight to watch for sure. And then you got Roxanne Modafferi, uh versus Andrea Lee. Uh, Modafferi ended up beating Andrea Lee. Uh, Lee came close to finishing that fight, though, in that third round. She threw a spinning back fist or a spinning elbow. I don't really... Remember which one it was, um, but sat Rodafer- made uh, Modafferi, uh what what would you call it? Little Lucy Goosey did the chicken dance there for a minute, and uh, almost finished that fight. But uh, Modafferi ended up winning via decision. I had her winning the first two rounds, and then uh, uh, Andrea Lee won that third round for sure. But close fight, fun to watch. That's the second time those girls have fought. But uh, Modafferi is on a little bit of a streak here. I think that's her third win in a row, I believe. I could be wrong. Um, but she's looked really good. Her striking's kind of coming together now. That's been really her weak link in the past um, up until these last couple fights. But hopefully she can keep putting that striking together and um, get some more wins together because I'd like to see her fight for a title again. I don't know if that'll happen, but we'll see. never know. And a fight that really surprised me in Ottoman uh, as... Azitar, Azitar. I don't really know how to pronounce this poor guy's name. 
and uh, Kama Worthy. Uh, I had Kama Worthy winning that fight easily. And uh, this dude surprised me. Ended up losing via TKO in the first round uh, to Azatar. Um, the dude hits so hard. If y'all have, I I know I keep saying if y'all haven't seen the fight, go watch it. But if if you guys haven't seen this fight, go watch it right now. It's super. It's a quick fight. It's fun to watch. Um, he hits hard. This dude might be a an absolute problem. I think this is his second fight in the UFC, and uh, I I hadn't heard of him before. Uh, but guys who had heard of him said that uh, he was going to win the fight. So that's all I got to say there. But uh, fun to watch first round TKO of Kama Worthy. Congratulations to that gentleman. And a lot of people weren't really excited about this fight card. Um, I was I was excited about the card because there were some some fights I thought were going to be really good and ended up being really good. Uh, a la uh, Jalen Turner, Brock Reaver, Kevin Kroom, Roosevelt Roberts. Uh, Ed Herman ended up being a pretty good fight. Bobby Green's always fun to watch. Um, Billy Corntillo ended up being a really good fight. And uh, when this fight was made the main event, I was excited. And I was disappointed to lose um, Santos versus uh, Teixeira. But I was just excited for this one to be five rounds. And I'm glad it was five rounds. Uh, Michelle Waterson and Angela Hill put on an absolute striking clinic in this fight. Um, I had it 2-2 going into the 5th. Um, I kind of thought Angela Hill got robbed, but I went back and watched it again yesterday. Um, I still had Angela Hill winning that 5th round, but it was a lot closer than I had originally thought. Uh, Michelle Waterson ended up getting the win via this, uh, split decision. Um, uh, but a really, really good fight, guys. Uh, I don't know why everyone sleeps. A lot of people, a lot of, not the experts, but a lot of the more casual fans... Sleep on a lot of these women's fights, and you y'all shouldn't be doing that, man. This this fight right here, uh, fights like this one, fights like um, Zhang Wei Li and uh, oh fuck, Joanna, Joanna, <laughs> and Jacek, um, and it's, it's lots of lots of good. I mean, th- these women are high high level mixed martial artists, man. This is mixed martial arts at its highest level. Obviously, it's at the UFC, but um, you you're not gonna get a better fight than this. Really fun to watch. I'm probably gonna watch it again today just for fun. It it was that good, uh, especially live. I mean, Angel Hill just put on an absolute clinic on the feet in those first two rounds. Uh, Michelle ended up getting a takedown there in the third round. Controlled her really well. I'm surprised she didn't really go back to that. She tried to in the fourth round. But fifth round, she didn't really try it at all, which I was super surprised by. She didn't even, I don't even, th- I think she might have attempted one takedown in the f- in the fifth round. Uh, but she had a lot of success there on the ground. And Angela Hill's striking is just on another level. Excuse me one second. I unplugged my headphones. So I'm just going to try to find the headphone jack. And there we go. Okay. But her striking is just on an absolute another level. All right. That is it for that portion of the show. Let's cut into um, the card we have coming up this weekend. I am so excited for these fights, guys. UFC Fight Night, Las Vegas 11, Woodley versus Covington. Who doesn't want to see this? Who doesn't want to watch this fight? This fight and this whole entire fight card it could be a pay-per-view card. I'm going to break down the fights for you right now starting with Kevin Holland versus Darren Stewart. Um 
Kevin Holland is coming off two big knockout wins um, this this year alone in uh, 2020. Uh, he's five and two overall in the UFC contender series alone. He's really only been in the UFC for a couple years. Already has seven fights under his belt, which is fantastic. And then he will be fighting Darren the Dentist Stewart. Uh, two uh, has two wins in 2019. Uh, he was two and zero, oh, not two and zero, oh, but he, he had two wins in 2019. But then he fought in Cage Warriors in March. I don't know what happened there exactly. I don't know the full story. Uh, like I said, I'm not an expert. Um, I don't have sources. I don't. I don't have that information available to me. So if anyone has an MMA source that they want to give to me, that'd be sick. I am not a journalist, so um, I don't know how to do all that shit. But uh, he ended up he ended up fighting Cage Warriors. I don't know if they cut him or if he was just looking for a fight. Not really sure what happened. Um, won that fight obviously, and then he's coming off a submission win um, August eighth, which is pretty recently versus uh, Mackie Patillo. Looked good in that fight as well. Um, he's fought on and off in the UFC since 2016. I think he's, I'm pretty sure he, uh, was cut from the UFC again at one point before that fight in March and then came back and then got cut again. I'm not really, like I said, I'm not really sure what happened. Um, I'm going to predict this fight. I'm going to predict all these fights. Um, I'm going to say Kevin Holland by decision, uh, versus, uh, Darren Stewart. Stewart's just too hard to get out of there. I don't think he's ever been finished in, at least in the UFC, he's never been finished. So, uh, yeah, Kevin Holland by decision. And then we got Mackenzie Dern versus Randa Marcos. Uh, Marcos is coming off a decision loss, pretty handily decision loss to Amanda Hibas. Um, two and two in her last four. Um, a really interesting thing I found out is uh, she has never won two fights in a row in the UFC. She is win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Win. She hasn't even lost two in a row in the UFC. She's just gone back and forth and back and forth. Hold on. Hello. I apologize about that. I had to take a phone call. Um, a non-important phone call, but not important. Anyway, she's just been win-loss, win-loss her entire career. Hasn't lost two in a row. Hasn't won two in a row. So hopefully she can get a win here versus Mackenzie Dern. Um, coming off a big submission win versus Hannah Cyphers May 30th. That's her second fight back since having her child in 2018. Um, before that, she had just lost. I think she lost by submission. No, no. She just lost. Decision to uh, Amanda Hebos as well, who um, is proving to be a tough contender at 115 pounds. Hebos is. Um, but I'm going to take, uh, Mackenzie during this fight, um, probably by submission. Um, Marcos's ground game just isn't on the level. Um, as Mackenzie's Dern, Mackenzie Dern, Dern's is, I can't speak English today. I'm sorry. Not that her ground game's bad. Just that Mackenzie Dern's a super high level jujitsu black belt. Um, so I just don't see her winning this fight against Dern unless she can f knock her out on the feet, which is tough to do for Dern. Um, and then this fight, I was super... I didn't even know was happening until a couple weeks ago. Um, Johnny Walker versus... Uh, not even a couple weeks ago. It was like, like last week, like Thursday. Uh, Johnny Walker versus Ryan Spann. Um, Walker is coming off two losses in a row. Uh, a, not, a TKO loss to Corey Anderson. And then a loss to Nikita Krilov that was just devastating. Two 10-8 rounds at least. Um, couldn't get anything done, uh, but Walker's just 
such a power puncher. We really learn that he is not much um, of a wrestler, doesn't have a big jujitsu game, especially against somebody like Krilov that's um, a high-level wrestler like that, just a really, really good grappler. But, yeah, we just learned his ground game is not there. Um, a crazy stat I did find about Johnny Walker, I found out, um, he has eight knockout wins in under that are under one minute. That's fucking insane. A couple of them in the UFC as well, which is even more crazy that he, he can finish guys at that high of a level. Um, one, I think his fastest one's like 15 seconds. It's fucking insane. Uh, but that was a crazy stat I found about him. Um, but Spana is 4-0 and in the UFC. He's a contender series alum um, as well as Johnny Walker. Um, coming off a hard-fought split decision win versus Sam Alvey at UFC 249, which is his last fight. I just said that. Um, but Span's kind of a little bit, I would say, under the radar. I mean, to a lot of the hardcore guys, um, uh, as myself and a lot of my fans, um, people know who he is and people know that he's going to be a problem. Um, but um, casual fans don't don't really know who he is. Um, I think a lot more casual fans would know who Johnny Walker is. Uh, I don't know what the odds are on this, but if you're a betting man, I would bet at least 40 bucks on Ryan Spann to win this. I would assume that he's an underdog. Um, I'm not sure, but if he is, I would definitely bet on Ryan Spann. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Ryan Spann by TKO probably early to mi probably midway through the third round. Um, I think it's just going to be too much for him. And then a fight a lot of people are looking forward to. We're looking for the return of uh, Kaz Kamzat. Chimaev versus Gerald Merchart. Can't say Gerald, apparently. Um, Chimaev, 2-0 in the UFC. Really, he's just 8-0 overall. Um, but a lot of people, including myself, love to see the guy fight. Um, we've only seen him fight twice in the UFC. Anybody that fights twice in 10 days and wins both those fights and um, also what was I going to say? Literally says, I will smash anybody in the division. That everybody's too easy for him. He's like Khabib. The guy's crazy. Except he's uh, not Russian. He's from Switzerland. But he's he's definitely from, you know, Middle East Russian area. This is roots for sure. I don't know for sure. But I just said for sure. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for sure though. But um, I love anyone that says they'll smish anybody. They're fun to watch, and he's proven to smash literally everybody he's fought so far that we've seen, which is only two people, not not the point. Um, I just don't really think we've seen enough of him yet. Um, and then we got Mershart, who's got 23 submission wins in 31 wins. He's 2-2 two and two in his last four. Uh, he's getting He's getting up there a little bit. I think he's 31 in like 11 or something. So he's had a lot of fights. He's got a lot of miles on him. Um, if, uh, Chimaev is who we think he is, I think he wins this fight. Um, but I'm going to take, uh, Gerald by submission in the third round. Um, I think he'll just be too much for him. He's too crafty of a veteran. Uh, but I hope, I hope, Ch uh, Chimaev surprises me. I'd love to see this guy fight more. I don't know who wouldn't. And then another fucking, the co-main event in this fight is Nico Price versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. I told you this fight card is almost like a gosh darn pay-per-view. It's so fun to watch. Um, Cerrone coming off that close decision loss to Anthony Pettis. I did not think he lost that fight. I thought he for sure won that fight. Um, 
is what it is. He's fighting again at 170, which is always good for um, for Donald, especially since he's fighting a guy like Nico Price, who's kind of got that same uh, body style, um, tall and skinny. He's not a really giant 170. I'm sure if I saw him in person, I'd be like, fuck, that guy's huge. Um, but he's not like a big uh, 170 like some of these guys are, um, just like Tyron Woodley is, who's coming up here in the main event. Um, but Nico Price coming off that doctor stoppage uh, TKO loss to Vicente Luque at UFC 249. If y'all haven't seen that fight, go back and watch it. Um, crazy fight. One of the best fights of 2020 for sure. Um, but like I said, very similar body styles and very similar striking styles as well. Um, they kind of start out a little slow. Just They just hit hard, man. They hit so hard. I'm going to take Cowboy in this fight, though, uh, via decision. It's going to be a good fight no matter what guarantee you it'll be a good fight that's a guarantee okay moving on to the main event of the evening colby covington versus tyron woodley holy fuck i can't believe they're finally hap this is finally happening i cannot believe this is finally happening i do not know anybody in the world who i'd like to see either of these guys fight more um covington is coming off his first loss breaking his jaw to uh which is kind of ironic with how much the guy talks. It's kind of hilarious. Uh, and a loss to Kamaru Usman. Um, I was really I was looking at his record, and he really hadn't fought anybody that's relevant today. I mean, he's fought some names, but he's fought a 40-year-old Damian Maya, Robbie Lawler, who's got miles on him. He's lost his last four fights. And then he fought Rafael Dos Anjos, who's trying to make a comeback at 155 and look good at 170, but only... Really only look good against Robbie Lawler at 170, let's be honest. Um, I thought that was super interesting. Um, I don't know, we'll see. Woodley's coming off back-to-back losses as well uh, for the first time in his whole career. Um, he said it, everyone said it. He's had a hard time pulling the trigger um, in his last, last couple fights. It, it just looks like it's not there like it used to be. And I don't know if the fire's not there anymore or if he's just... It was just that that loss he took to Usman that kind of fucked him up for the for this next for this fight against um Gilbert Burns. But I really hope we see the old Tyron Woodley in this fight, and I think we will. I think this will this fight will give him light a fire under his ass, and he'll come out there like a wild banshee and fuck up Colby. I know I try to be objective during these things, but I just do not like Colby, man. I don't know anybody who likes Colby. I don't even think the fucking president likes Colby. I know he hangs out with him, but I don't think he likes Colby. I'm going to take Tyron Woodley. Um, TKO late in the fight, probably fourth, fifth round. I'd say, I'd say probably beginning, middle of the fifth round, I'll take him by TKO. And that's it for that fight card. Um, a couple of things, uh, other things from this weekend I'd like to talk about here for a minute. Um, Juan Archileta wins the Bellator Bantamweight title. Um, fun, I'm surprised he. I'm just surprised he made 135 pounds. I mean, he's a big one. He was a big 145. Um, lost that title to Patricky Pitbull, and uh, just beat. Hear this name: beat Patchy Mix. Patchy Mix. What a name. Interesting name, um, but super happy for that guy. Everybody loves Juan Archuleta. Very good fighter. Twenty-one and two record, which is absolutely insane. Um, I think he had like he was on like an eighteen-fight win streak before he lost to pit lost to Pitbull, uh, which is fucking crazy for being a professional fighter. But uh, if you guys haven't watched him fight, 
whoever he fights next, you're going to want to see tune in for that fight. And uh, I don't know if y'all saw this. I'm pretty sure you did. Raymond Daniels almost killed the guy's ball sack this weekend. He uh, fought uh, Peter Stan Stanowick. Stanowick. Sorry, Peter. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I didn't even know who you were. Sorry, buddy. But um, he threw one spinning back kick to the balls. Okay, that happens. He kind of Rain Daniels likes to kind of throw him low to the body. You know, okay, it is what it is. Definitely really hard. Definitely hurt a lot. And then uh, immediately threw another one, hit him in the balls, and they stopped the fight. <laughs> uh, no contest uh, fight there. Uh, Raymond Daniels, if you don't know, is uh, was a really, really good kickboxer and is now fighting in uh, mixed martial arts, 2-1. and one. Uh, Lost his first fight, and he's won his last couple. Um, I'd like to see him fight again. Hopefully he doesn't kick anybody in the balls this time. And then um, Kat Zingano wins her Bellator debut. I don't know if y'all saw that fight, but uh, she beat the fuck out of some girl, man. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. I like watching these UFC guys go over to the Bellator. Um, usually those first few fights are pretty easy for him. I'm super excited to see, uh, Corey Anderson go over Bell Bellator. And I hope we see Michael Chandler come over to the UFC. I'm an equal opportunity guy. Um, but I believe that is all I have for y'all this weekend. Um, really fun fights. Thank you all for listening so much. I appreciate you. I've been getting a lot more listeners lately. Tell your friends, tell your, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat. I'll tell my dog. Hey, Rosie, you can tell all your dog friends about my podcast. She's like, I got to take a shit, so you should probably take me outside. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, next week, we'll be, we'll be breaking down, uh, hopefully, the um, Colby Covington dismantling by Tyron Woodley. And uh, also, we got a pay-per-view card coming up next weekend, uh, Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya. That fight card also includes Jan Blankovic uh, versus uh, Dominic Reyes for the vacant light heavyweight title. But until then, that'll be all for me. Um, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week.